Welcome to episode 23 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better, much better than most, not as good as some, Mike. How are you? Dave, it's... We're back. That's all I can <laughs> say. Um, perhaps the listeners will hear the birds chirping in the background. A, a very... A pod first, in fact. Never recorded the pod. This is we're, We are going back old school, pre-pod days, where you and I would get together on a patio, have some beers, and talk total utter nonsense. Right. And this time we're recording it. First time ever outside, so I'm doing outstanding here at the North Studio. <laughs> very good, very good. What do we got going here? I don't know. Uh... I'm hosting it, and you're the beer provider, because that's in the old days. That's how it used to be, Dave. I mean, whoever hosted, the hostee brought the beer. Right. And you brought us a trifecta. Actually, I was expecting not as quite as much bang for the buck, but you, you, brought, you brought the goods tonight with the trifecta here. What's our first one on the docket? The first one on the docket is the Over the Moon Milk Stout from Guinness, actually. Um, you got a little background on that one? Yeah, actually, Guinness is normally a dry stout, and they decided that, hey, you know, over in America, you know, these sweet stuff are taking off whatnot, so they decided that they were going to get into a milk stout, which actually a milk stout is brewed with lactose, AA, a.k.a. milk sugar, so, which gives a, a beer the creamy... Uh, sweetness to it so this is their first venture into that market it uh on tap rating of 3.63 5 5.3 alcohol and the infamous na which i apologize dave i clearly stepped all over your toes since you brought the beer you were supposed to br- give that information but hey you, I'm, you're so on exci- a roll. I'm so excited to be face to face i'm off my game <laughs> no but, hey, worries let's get you know let's yeah. crack this and to our listeners out there who are used to uh, a, fi- a faux pas clank, tonight, episode 23, you're getting the real deal. Looks like we just poured a glass of your favorite soft drink, dark and finish. We're still actually somewhat social distancing to the extent that the glasses are sterile, they're clean. They're... Oh, for sure. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, but but yes, but I, I see that look on your face. I don't get the milky creaminess to it, so she said. But <laughs> um, there, there, I like uh, this. Could yeah. be this. This has drinkability. I, I, I totally foresee drinkability in the old over the moon. And by the way, I've already looked ahead at our choices tonight. Best can of the night. I mean, this is this actually is the winner already. Right. So. Yeah. Um, we'll rate that at the end, though, officially. So, again, to our listeners, apologize if you hear any background noises like jackass neighbors doing lawn work when two professionals are trying to do a podcast or the birds chirping or a dog barking. But, hey, Dave and I were so excited that the uh, governor lifted the stay-at-home order 
kind of, sort of, and sorta. open businesses, and yet you got to wear a mask, and I'm going to open businesses, but you got to still social distance. And, you know, I'm, there's so many rules my head's spinning, but Dave and I had to get together and go live face-to-face, so we, we, we're apologizing in advance for any background noise that you might hear, but anyway, without further ado, let's get on to uh, the flights, football, and anything else portion of the program, and... Sports, um, Coca-Cola 600 is going on as we speak, so we can't comment on that. And 2014 NHL. Oh yeah, 20, yes. Players and owners agreed on a 2014 NHL playoffs. It it wasn't unanimous, and there was much heated debate because some of the players were against it. And they're still working out the particulars, the what, the wins, the hows, the I, you know, the dotting of the I's, the crossing of the T's, etc. But uh, Montreal's in, Chicago's in, and those two teams were they were had no chance of making the playoffs. So at this point, obviously it's a cash grab. And on the one side, I do get it, Dave, that you can't. They've lost a lot of money. Oh, yeah. mean, there's a lot of games been down, and they're trying to get as much money back. So I get that. I yeah. mean, it's business. I understand that. But it's like, come on, the Canadians were terrible, <laughs> but because you know Montreal's the hockey mecca, right. they're going to be in it just to generate some interest. I sure I'll watch. Sure I'll get on DraftKings or FanDuel, uh, which I was supposed to create a FanDuel account and join Jason Moeller's coca-cola 600 pool and i forgot sorry jason but um and i'm gonna watch i'm gonna bet i'm gonna gamble i'm gonna and we'll have something to talk about on our pod but if you gotta go too far off the norm i say live to fight another day that's my opinion but i get but again i get that the owners are like we've lost millions maybe hundreds of millions of dollars right so it's good, bad, but if you put a gun to my head and said, hey, um, what do you want? Right. I would say, let's, even if, I would, if, if play it regularly without fans still sucks. But, right, right, right. But all these different twists and turns and shit, I don't like. What, yeah, what, and what, what and I didn't look at it that closely, not close enough to, to answer my own question here, but what about some of the teams that may have made it? That were bubble teams that aren't going to make it because Chicago and Montreal are in there. I think all the teams that were going to make it are in okay. because only sixteen teams make the NHL playoffs. So they're just so adding a few there's, others. There's adding eight others, but there. I mean, there wasn't a snowball's chance in hell Chicago and Montreal were getting it. Now, right. I'm in even are the even, guys are the guys in Detroit wanting well, to square no, off no, against no. the guys? In, no, because actually. Detroit was so bad. I mean, right. even the well, NHL said, "Jesus, we 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 can't have them in there." That's what we, I mean. They were so. Although you could argue that one of the original six, if Chicago's in, Montreal's in, why shouldn't Detroit? Right. I mean, so. But clearly, I mean, Detroit was that bad where it was like, "Oh, geez, they can't be in." Right. But um. And then uh. Earlier day, were you talking that? Switching gears here rapidly, I mean, it downshifted immediately from high throttle to first gear. Golf. Yeah. Didn't you say Phil and Tiger went at it again or are going at it again? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, uh, they're just they're on the back nine right now, I think. 
Um, as it started out, you know, they still have a lot of weather down in Florida. Uh, they're playing at Medalist Golf Club. And Isn't there weather everywhere in the country, Dave? Well, there is weather in the country <laughs> everywhere, Mike. Thanks for pointing that out. Appreciate that. Um, they're getting some, some bad weather. Um, they were, they're rain-soaked. I mean, it was, uh, there was water gushing off of the golf carts. Uh, it's hit or miss, but they started off, and uh, Peyton Manning has obviously been retired for five years. Uh, he's striking the ball pretty well. He's got a, he's got a nice, uh, compact swing. Um, he's not making. Wait a second. I hate to interrupt. Yeah. I'm. Oh, golf, I'm golf illiterate. So sure. Mickelson oh, it's Tiger. What? It's Tiger and Peyton Manning. Okay. Okay. Versus Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. Oh, okay. Oh, see, see, I didn't even know that much. I'm thinking. Okay, we're talking Woods. Yeah. yeah. And, sorry. 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 <laughs> we're talking Woods and uh, Mickelson. All of a sudden, he drops Peyton Manning, and I'm like, okay, I'm totally lost. <laughs> all right. No, they just, uh, I think it was genius because now you're bringing in, now you're bringing in all the football people. Oh, exactly. See, now, had I known that, maybe oh, I, I would have watched because I thought, because Tiger and Phil went head to head last year or two yes. years ago. That, and I'm yeah. thinking when you told me Tiger and Phil today, I'm like, well, haven't they been there, done that? And who cares? I mean, right. whatever. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, okay, I didn't know Manning and Brady were also involved. Right. And then, and then you want to throw another twist into it. They've got, um, uh, the round mound of rebound, um, Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley uh, as a color commentator. Um, so just to put the kind of spin on it, I mean, th- this should probably be an annual thing because Charles Barkley gets so much shit about his golf game. It's terrible. His swing is something to behold. And then uh, Tom Brady was playing terrible through the first, uh, first seven holes. And in the middle of the seventh hole, Charles was giving Tom so much shit. They can talk and they're all mic'd up. You know what I mean? It's right. like oh, X- yeah. XFL. Yep. Uh, Charles was giving Tom so much shit. He's in the middle. He's got about a, he's, his fourth shot into a par five. He's got, I don't know what it was, 120, 115 yards, something like that. And he dunks it. He actually threw it past the hole. It spun back into the hole for a birdie. Did Tom give any shit back to? Oh the, yeah, then it? Tom. Tom wasn't talking at all, really, up until that point, because he was kind of playing bad, and they were three down. And yeah, he yeah, the mic came alive after Tom threw that one in there. I bet. Um, yeah. See now, that 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 was a, a key fact you omitted when you told me it was, <laughs> earlier today when we were texting. You said it was. Yeah, I think Tiger versus Phil was on. I'm like. So BFD. <laughs> I mean, they did that last year or two years ago. Who cares? Right. If you'd have told me it was Manning and Brady, I might yeah. I might have turned my TV on. Right. Um. So what do we, we got? M- MLB spitting. Oh yes. Now. <laughs> I'm with Gabe Kapler, and I think I'm with Gabe Kapler on a different level. You know, and you know we're on Pod Twenty Three. And I think the COVID started pod 10. So we've talked a lot of COVID and our listeners know my stance, your stance, this, that, and the other. But, you know, I don't know what the penalty is, but MLB, when baseball resumes, is going to eliminate spitting. And Gabe Kapler's like, well, that's going to be hard to enforce. And I kind of agree with him on that. And here's my take on it. It's like, okay, if Mookie Betts, Slides hard into second. Didi Gregorius 
throws a slap tag on him, hits him in the jaw. Mookie Betts gets up, grabs him by the scruff of the neck, and spits a big giant loogie down Didi's throat. Okay, wait, yeah, that's over the line. He should be tossed from the game, and any legal action that comes of that is due is just right. It's just cause it's coming to Mookie Betts, and he deserves it. Now, you know, you put uh, Bryce Harper in the outfield, bottom of the eighth inning, runner on second. One out. You know, he's thinking, all right, it's coming to me. I got to come up throwing because we're only up one. I want to cut that tying run off at the plate. So, naturally, you know, right. I wasn't even a baseball right. player, but I know the natural reaction for a baseball player, you know, pound the old pillow, give it a little spit in the grass. Right. Now, who's, A, who's going to see that? Right. And B, do the sirens come on? Yeah, and exactly. They come out I mean, what, what are they going to stop the game? So they're automatic home run. You know, Bryce Harper spit in the outfield. Game over. You lose. Because it's it just, and again, to my point, I'm not a COVID-19 expert. And yes, Patrick Ewing, I get it serious. You were hospitalized. Yes, I get it. I understand it's serious. People die. Some are, you know, some get it, don't even know it move on others die i get it but my point is if bryce harper spitting on the outfield grass of national stadium nobody within not only the six feet social distance I mean, there's nobody within a hundred feet of them if that is a risk then there's no way anybody should be allowed anywhere i mean you should literally be forced to hey right you stay in your home and you just wait to die yeah, in that in that example, I absolutely agree with you. So I mean, 100%. so so I mean, I think that's Major League Baseball's way of saying, hey, just like you know, Home Depot, hey, no free ads, but Home Depot, <laughs> they have a sign on, wear a mask. Right. I went in there to get my dog-eared fence slat, didn't wear a mask. Nobody said a word to me. The the girl that cleaned off the cart looked right at me and didn't say a word. I think that was Home Depot's way of saying, well, geez, we put it up there. But they don't care. I, I think the only one that truly does enforce it is Menards. So don't shop Menards. Um, but anyway, it's just, you know, if it's that bad, it's like, it's, it's craziness. It's like, you know, again, I go back to my first example. I mean, like, if you're deliberately spitting in somebody's face, well, you shouldn't have done that, you know, even pre-COVID. If I were to spit in your face, Dave, you would say, hey, what's right. the matter with you, you fucking prick? Right. And then you just threw a punch at me or something or called the police or something. Right. So, I mean, it's like, I mean, I know spitting rule. That's just, what about sunflower seeds? Can the guys just spit seeds? No. But then that's dumb. They should end baseball. Yeah. They, the world no. should end. Did you say, no, it's no high fives, no hugs, and no spitting. No seeds. Spitting of seeds. I mean, spitting period. Spitting spit or See, spitting seeds. Dumb. That's stupid. I mean, that is gay. Yeah. But I, whoop, we're politically correct. There's not that anything wrong. That's dumb. Right. Anyway, yeah. let's raid uh, over the moon. Okay. Let's do it. I um, could possibly be over the moon about over the moon. Yeah. Uh, I'm going first. Are we? Uh, let's do the can first. That's the winner. Oh, so we could, yeah. So, but we have to kind of rate it in terms of the cans we've seen. So it's not a five. It's not the best can we've seen. Oh, the best of the night. No, I mean, it's the, the best the, of the, the night. The rating of the can is a solid. It's a Thomas the Engine smiley face with a conductor's hat on it. Uh, light blue, it actually matches the color of my house. And I'll give the can rating the 3.5. That's solid. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with a three. I'm gonna go a little bit higher because it really caught my eye in the cooler. Um, I'm gonna go a 3.75. All right, and I jumped the gun and I went first on the can, but you're actually That's going fine. first on the beer. Right. I could. This is so smooth, but yet you sort of know you're. That my hesitation in the beginning was I was waiting because it's a Guinness. I was waiting for that stout uh, bite to right. it. You know what I mean? That hearty, uh, and and it wasn't there. But as I drink it, um, like you said, the drinkability gets a really high rating. Uh, very smooth. Um, definitely a milk stout for sure. Uh, you can taste the sweetness. I'm gonna go. You know what? I don't know. I'm stuck on the 3.75. It's right in that area. I'm. I, I want to go a little higher than the Untapped crowd. Cause it's good. So I'm gonna go 3.75. All right. And I don't have any knocks against it. So if you put 3.75, I'm gonna go 3.79. Cause. I like. I mean, not that this is a contest between, but it sounded right. like you had a little more reservations about it. I I loved it, I had one and I'm not even. I'm not even a Guinness. I I don't like Guinness. Right. So. Um, so they hit a home run with getting the American market. Yes, in, this, in, in my this, opinion, they did. I'm going in this three niche. Po- I'm going three point seven nine. Nice. All right, and now, a word from our sponsor. All right, Dave. Episode twenty three. The second tasting is. Forgive me if I butchered the pronunciation, but I believe it's uh, Trippel, T-R-I-P-P-E-L, from the New Belgium Brewing Company. 8.5% alcohol, 43 IPUs, and untapped at 3.57. The One of the, not best, strangest, weirdest parts about it, but when was the last time we sampled a bottle, Dave? It's been a little bit. It's been a little bit. I think, yeah. I, boy, I'd like to go through the archives and check that out because, yeah, um, it's been a long time. So let me pop the top on that. Give you was my it own. was that the banana? Was the banana? We had a banana stout or something at one point um, that you brought in. That that might have been a bottle. Could have, but it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, in New Belgium, isn't that Fat Tire? It's that's what I was gonna say. This is the same company that brings you Fat Tire in the Voodoo Ranger line okay. of IPAs. Which, if you look at this bottle and the labeling, you would never guess it by the very, um, um, very artistic. I'm going out of the uh, bar stool sports spit and chickless. Not a big deal, glass. Cheers. Oh, the actual cheers, the clank. Music to my ears, Dave. Oh, that's got some flavor. Yeah. A lot of flavor. Jumps out at you. Holy smokes. Because I, do, I don't like fat tire. I don't like fat it's tire. It's been so long since I've had I it, don't, I don't I, remember. I don't like it at all. There's a, What is that? Vanilla. Isn't it? Is that yeah. A, a vanilla taste? Well, they say that the the Belgian the what is it the the Belgian yeast has a um, has a, a flavorful gives it kind of that I don't even I, vanilla probably well at, at first I was gonna say like a cinnamon almost but 
You, look, uh, you looking it up? Yeah, I'm trying to. There it is. We go. Here we go. It's uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. Since the early 90s, our Trapella has always been a big, beautiful Belgian-style ale. The golden beer opens with a bold blast of spicy noble hops, courtesy of Saz, S-A-A-Z, and... Yes, it does, though. Hallertau, Middlefruit, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> And gives way to the fruity aromas often offered by our traditional Belgian yeast. <laughs> well played, Dave. Brewed with Pilsner and Munich malts, Trapello is classically smooth and complex and sings with a high note of sweet citrus before a pleasant, pleasantly dry finish delivers a warm, strong, boozy bite. Give Trapello a sip to get you smiling. Yeah. I can go along with that review. Oh, yeah, it, hits, it, on it hits a nail right on the head. Um, Especially the complex part, because you and I sat there and we're like, duh. Exactly, very complex. Whoa, this very is complex. like, what it is this? It didn't mention vanilla, but I, I detect vanilla in there. But I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I better have another drink just to be sure. <laughs> um, uh, what do you got on TDIS? And for the listeners that don't know, TDIS, this day in sports. This day in sports. Uh, okay. Now... Because we don't coordinate this, I hope I don't steal any of yours. Yeah, if you do, life happens. It does. We're outside recording a podcast, but who cares? <laughs> yeah, who cares? Uh, 1918, Cleveland Stan Kavelski pitched the most innings any pitcher had ever pitched at that point. 19 innings he had pitched in a defeat against the Yankees, 3-2. to two. God damn, you go 19 innings and take the owl. You, <laughs> you, te- your teammates had to give him a pat. I know those teammates gave him a pat on the back after. It's like, hey, way to take one for the team, big fella. Woo. No, but they did. They went. The Indians beat the Yankees 3-2. to two. Did oh, I say it the other way around? I thought you did, but oh, maybe. I'm drinking. Maybe I misunderstood you. <laughs> yeah, my bad if I did. No, the Indians beat the Yankees 3-2 to two in that No, you said defeat of, didn't you? De- yeah, defeat so. of means wins. I'm an idiot. No, that's all right. I'm here to drink, Dave. That's all I'm here for. Uh, 1976, kind of a big day in sports. Muhammad Ali wins the heavyweight title over Richard Dunn, knocks him out in the fifth round in Munich, Germany. The infamous Richard Dunn. Wasn't Wasn't that our country's bicentennial? I believe it was, Michael. Uh, and then in 1981, some people might remember this. Our younger, our younger listeners will not. 1981, Bobby Unser wins, loses, then wins the Indy 500 again in a very controversial Indy 500 in 1981. Apparently, uh, some of the officials said that Unser illegally passed some of the drivers in uh, pit row during a caution flag but then they appealed it apparently it was a very lengthy appeal process and yada 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 and did they not have video in 1981 or no problem i mean not that they i mean they probably they had video obviously but maybe sure not in pit it, row not everywhere well not everywhere not only not everywhere it was probably like they couldn't go to it like they can today and like, oh, yeah, you fucked oh, yeah. up. You know, that would so, have been a five-minute, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you did it. You right. jerk off your second place. Um, funny you mentioned a Bobby Hunter story uh, at, on your The Stand Sports, but mine is for our uh, local fans who may remember this fondly. 
Six, math guy here, 1984, six, 36 years ago today, the Detroit Tigers, who, by the way, went on to win the World Series against the San Diego Padres uh, in 1984. They won their American League record 17th straight road game. I believe they started the season 35-3, and and I was in misery wow. for all 38 games because <laughs> I've never been a Tiger fan, and my friends who were all Tiger fans constantly playing, hey, Tigers won, hey, Tigers won, hey, Tigers won, hey, fuck you. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, my second and third examples, is, that's why I said it's funny you picked the uh, Bobby Unser because... Math guy, thir uh, 33 years ago today, May 24th, 1987, Al Unser Sr. wins his fourth Indianapolis 500. And fast forward five years from that time, or 28 years ago today, Al Unser Jr. won an Indianapolis 500. So father-son won the Indianapolis 500 on this day, 33 and 28 years apart. Now, as I think about it, I guess it's not that big of a fucking deal because the Indianapolis 500, barring rainouts, makeups, COVID-19, um, is always run the Sunday before Memorial Day. Memorial Day is always the last Monday in May. So therefore, the uh, Indianapolis 500 can really only be run on May 24th through May 30th. So I guess it's not that big a fucking coincidence that father <laughs> son. But hey, five years apart, father son won the sure. Indianapolis 500. So other cool. other than that, I, um, not a lot went on on this day in sports. But right hey. now, I, I obviously some other things happened, but I didn't see anything that really jumped off the page at exactly. me. Exactly. Uh, there was, uh, and I don't have it right in front of me here, but um, uh, finish runner. Uh, this day in sports was kind of another one broke the 3000 meter record at 828 8 minutes 24 seconds so 3000 meters is just a little shy of 2 miles all right so now funny you bring that up so okay he this cat this cat ran 3000 meters in 8 what 24, I believe, yeah. What is it being run today? Do you have any idea what 3,000 meters, or isn't that even an increment uh, they run today? See, it's hard for me because I'm more familiar with the two-mile, the <laughs> one-mile. You start going in metric. Um, well, actually, 1,600 meters, 3,000 meters. Yeah, it's just it's kind of messed up because you have your standard. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get it right, so I'm I, I'm not even gonna guess. I'd have to fact check it for later. Just because, you know, your high school tracks are 1,600 meters, and then, you know, which is which is nine meters short of a mile. So when kids, you know, like kids on the track say they're doing a mile, they're not really doing a mile. They're nine meters short of a mile. Uh, and 27 then, feet, right? Yeah, exactly. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. All um, you metric guys out there. <laughs> but um, And gals. But, uh, and then there's a 15, and you know, in college they have the 1500 meter and right. the 3000. So they, they're just, I don't know, I think they're just trying to mess you up all over the place. Well, anyway, the reason I ask that is what do you think sports today versus yesteryear? What's, um, what's better? Because here's my take on it. It's like, mm -hmm. all right. I'll give you my take. My dad 
who is a diehard Bear fan, swore up and down that the best running back he ever saw was Jim Brown. Personally, best running back I ever saw, and yes, I'm a little bit biased, is Walter Payton. Now, Barry Sanders may have had some elect more electrifying runs than Walter Payton, but Walter Payton as a total package, for my money, was the real deal. In my opinion, now, I'm gonna, I, I will catch heat from one of our eight or nine listeners that Jim Brown is arguably, arguably, definitely a Hall of Famer. Definitely great for the game. I get it. So he um, was more of a, a he to me. Jim Brown, the NFL was like that kid in middle school who is like a foot and a half taller than everybody else, and he's right. as good as he's ever going to be at middle school. Yeah, I mean Jim Brown wouldn't. He, to me today, Jim Brown would be a fullback. Sure. Whereas. Some of the other positions, but by and large, I think today's sports are far better than the sports of yesteryear, with the exception of the NBA. I think 80s, early 90s NBA is far superior to today's Mm. NBA, and in my opinion, it's not even close, because anybody... Now, I guess it would depend on what rules you played by. Right. And I'm not even a fan of the Pistons, but Jordan's Bulls or the bad boys here in Detroit, LeBron James more than likely would probably cry and storm off the field if they played by the rules of the 80s and 90s. Oh, my God. If you had the – if you had, And yeah, that, that's yeah. why, I, I mean, I don't – I really don't even watch basketball anymore because all it is it, – they're – it's no physicality. It's a three-point. Sure. They're great shooters. I get it. Whatever. I think the only sport that was better years ago than it is today is the NBA. On some levels, I would agree. Now, you got initially what I would say is because the athleticism and the speed in the NV, in the NBA uh, – back then was not nearly what it is right now athleticism and speed i mean you could have you know um uh, there could be some six four kid that could uh that could block uh wilt chamberlain shot every time do you know what I mean? Well, I'm just Will saying. Well, Chamberlain in the 60s. I didn't say the NBAs or the 60s was oh. better. I said 80s oh, and 80s 90s. Oh, 80s and 90s. I'm sorry. Okay, so I went back a little bit too far. So 80s and 90s. Yeah, there's, there's, still, no, there's nobody in today's game that could account for Dennis Rodman. From the physicality standpoint, and with the Dennis Rodman, I understand, I understand yeah, the hustle and the, just the sheer determination of going after the ball. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. And I have, yet, I have yet to see any of The Last Dance because I thought it was a 30 for 30 and it would be on in its entirety on ESPN Plus as soon as the um, it finished airing, yeah. but it has no. not. My son says it'll be like July when it comes on Netflix. I'm like, Netflix? I thought it was fucking ESPN. I'm paying ten ninety nine a month for ESPN Plus. Why can't I watch The Last Dance? Right. But, it, I mean, there I don't. I will argue till my grave if anybody wants. LeBron James is great. For me to say he's no good would just show how stupid I am. 
I get it. He's great. LeBron James is not Michael Jordan. Period. End of story. No debate. Right. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. End of story. No discussion. Right. Yeah, I would. I would agree with the time he played in and getting pummeled. You know, repeatedly like he did, especially against Detroit back when the game got was so physical. Yeah. Um, I would agree. Overall sports, are you talking just now? Was your was your original question overall? Yeah, like an umbrella. Yeah, overall. Oh, yeah. Overall is better today. I agree with that. Or I, I can't agree with anything yeah. you haven't said anything. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean overall for sure. There's a great uh, TED talk that uh, they've done some studies on that, where you know you talk about uh, one of his examples was Jesse Owens versus um, Carl Lewis. U- Usain Bolt. Right. Okay, Jesse Owens versus Usain Bolt, or the rest of them with Carl Lewis and all the rest of the guys in that in in that in the greatest ever uh, conversation. So, but when you take into consideration Usain Bolt running on a Mondo track with the spikes and shoes that he had, with starting blocks, with training methods, if you were to put and not even taking training methods out of it, uh, they did the best they could to calculate. Jesse Owens, when he, he, you know how he started? He had a little gardening trough, and he dug a hole in the cinders. That was his starting block. And he was running on cinders. And they, they have calculated through algorithms and stuff how much time people lose running on cinders versus a Mondo rubber track. Um, Jesse Owens, you know, goes from... I don't know, fifth or sixth all time to second or third. Like right behind Usain Bolt. Right. Oh, if, I mean, if he was running on a Mondo track with starting blocks, with the shoes, with everything else people have. Same thing with swimming. Um, the evolution of uh, the different kind of suits. Right. Uh, the evolution, even with, I didn't realize that when they talked about it, you realize like back in the day, um, they didn't have the little gutters on the side of the pool. To take the waves. You know, originally in the Olympics, the waves from the swimming would hit the side of the pool and come back. So it's almost like you're swimming in open water. Yes. It's super choppy. So when they took the, you know, when you take the waves out of the equation, especially for longer races, I understand like a a swim sprint, you know what I mean? It probably wouldn't have that much of an effect. But if you're going down, back, down, and back, and there's no gutters on the pool to keep, to take the waves in the extra water, pfft. You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, in, in and that makes people faster. And what about Tiger versus Jack? I mean, oh, yeah. what if Ty, what if Jack used the clubs that Tiger used? Right. Exactly. I mean, or or the Tiger ball. or Tiger had to use what they the used. clubs and balls that Jack used. Sure. So, which, God, this is great. I mean, <laughs> am I right again? <laughs> am I right again? I mean, because the NBA. Basketball is basketball. There really is no, no change whatsoever. No change whatsoever. Yeah. So the 80s, 90s basketball is better than today. And now every other sport from innovations, technology, training, diets, knowledge, right. this, that, and the other, every other sport today is better now because of those than the sports of yesteryear with the exception of the NBA. 
Yeah, where there hasn't been those sports where there hasn't been a technological advantage. Right, and there in, in the NBA, really, there's there is no technological. Just like in Hoosiers, Gene right. Hackman measured it out. Hey, it's ten feet. Right. Hey, what can you say? Yeah, yeah. So, what do you say we uh, rate? Let's do New it. Belgium's yeah, let's rate this one. Trapel. All right. Well, I I rate first because you know what, Dame. This is a very strange ranking to me. On tap, there's three, five, seven. And this beer is almost like a car wreck. You know, as as you're as you're approaching slow down traffic, you see lots of cops and fire trucks and ambulances. You're like, oh god, I don't want to look. I don't want to look. Inevitably, what do you do? You look. You look. I mean, <laughs> th- look. this this is a, a train wreck of a beer because it's like. Do I like this beer? I don't know. It's not bad. Let me have another drink. Um, it's different. It's, it's very different. It, you know, and that's what—that's the beauty of it. It's like, oh, hmm. It's not that good. Well, let me have another taste. It ain't bad. And as you're looking and you see somebody decapitated in the car, well, I'll have another drink. Um, Untapped is three five seven. I don't like it as much as over the moon. Uh, over the moon. I'm gonna go three point five two. I would. I'm gonna agree with you. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this. Uh, I would have it once for sure, and I might have it again later. But I don't think I would have it twice in a row. It's not a beer I would say, oh my God, that was that was phenomenal. Let me have another one. It just doesn't it doesn't hit my palate. And for our our listeners, our uh, regular listeners, you know, I kind of like the sweeter stuff. Well, there's um, no sweetness at all in this one, is there? No, but it's not it's not bitter. That's no, the weird thing that's about it. It's, it's not, a train wreck. It's a train wreck of a beer. It's whatever whatever that Belgian ale thing is, whatever or Belgian yeast. Excuse me. Um, so I'm gonna go three point oh, I'm gonna go three point three five. You gotta give it up to the three hotties on the bottle label though, don't you? Yes, you do. Yep. Um, on the bottle, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go right in the same neighborhood. I'm gonna go low with three point four. I guess I didn't look at the bottle close enough because. I said three seven five on over the moon. I'm gonna go three seven four for the three hotties and like the the. Uh, I, I don't know why Greek women would be on the front of a new Belgian beer, but I would assume they're Belgian women. But they, I mean, they, hey, they look it, Greek. They've hey, got kind of a toga kind of thing yeah, going on. In, in a pinch, they could be. Uh, they could come <laughs> off as George's Glamour magazine, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Jeez. Well, Mike. Uh, <laughs> We'll we'll move on to our third tasting. Uh, we've got an interesting one here. Uh, apparently, either they've got big heads for themselves, or they actually won a lot of awards with this one. This is Drippa, and I hope I'm pronouncing it right, from uh, Kunin Brewing Company out of Warren, Michigan. It's a double rice IPA, nine point five percent alcohol. Oh yeah. 9.5% ABV with 70 IBUs. Now, the thing that's interesting, and I'm looking forward to this, is that the untapped crowd put this one at a 4.13. I find the untapped crowd 
it, it seems like the more alcohol, the better with the untapped crowd because the higher the alcohol, it seems to be the higher the rating. But maybe I don't. I don't think Dave. Before we uh, crack this and toast it, rice IPA. Have we ever had? I don't. This a rice might be a IPA? first in the, on the pod. I don't. I. I don't remember reading that before. Exactly. I don't either. So. All right. Hopefully it doesn't make me full afterwards like Chinese does, because then I'll be drinking later into the night. <laughs> Not that that's a bad thing. I mean, after all, my favorite T-shirt of rehab is for quitters. Good pour, good color. Hey. Good smell. No, you, no, no I wasn't no. going to taste. I was just getting a uh, couple yeah, of whiffs. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. There, there's fruit. That's like a little fruit of plenty there. <laughs> I mean, that's like I threw a grapefruit at your face. Oh, is really? There, is there grapefruit you, to you or not? No. You don't get any grapefruit. Uh, just a tad, but not, not, not extreme. They say have one of the symptoms of cold, but it's no taste. Are you sure you're not COVID positive today? Because there's grapefruit. No, but if there, you buddy. remember, if you remember some of these other pods, I mean, I'm because I'm that I'm the guy, the sugar guy, the sweeter. Do you know what I mean? It's it's got to be. I might my sweetness part of my palate. Well, grapefruit is sour though. I mean that that is a. Oh, so you're tasting like a, a yeah, I'm sour. Ta- I'm, I'm talking it's okay, sour well, grapefruit, not, not bad or bitter. It's just like wow, yeah. that's like a you know a Sunday morning grapefruit where Grandma used to cut it. Yeah. And you dip the spoon into the old rind and eat the grapefruit, and your lips would pucker. That's <laughs> what I'm tasting with I'm, the old uh, dripa. Drippa, drippa. <laughs> it's translating on 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 my palate uh, like bitter. Not necessarily well, like an IPA bitter, but you I might didn't... be COVID positive. You better put a mask on, buddy, because there's no bitterness at all here. No, this is fantastic. Yeah, well, that's probably why it I might wanted... just be the high alcohol content. Because again, like I said, rehab is for quitters. Uh, won the World Beer Cup. Uh, I can see why. All right. As uh, you try to get your taste buds back, Dave, a little full disclosure to our listeners, because if nothing else, we're honest with our listeners, right, Dave? We are, totally. Um, Typically, the random question is just that, random. But I needed to have a little preparation for this random question, so Dave is aware of this question to do his due diligence and homework. Like, so like freaking 20 hours exactly that you know so well i proposed it so i had an idea because i only did like 16 hours so you you doing more makes sense so anyway the random question is which movie character would you most want to be and of those characters you must pick one and only one superhero, because otherwise the cop out is Superman, Batman, right, Aquaman. Right, right, right. So, you, but you do have to have one superhero, one and only right. one superhero, and it cannot be a real person. So, therefore, you cannot say, "Well, I'll be Jesus Christ in Passion of the Christ," or right. "I'll be Doc Holliday in um, uh, uh, Tombstone." Tombstone. Right. You know, 
you could argue which one is more important than those two roles, but that's right. another, that's another debate. Right. So anyway, how do you want to do this? You want to give, and I, I said, it's, you have to come up with three. Right. I have four. I have I, four. I guess you came up with four. Do you want to go snake draft? Meaning, you yeah. give your okay. So well, that's what we'll do. And but we I go po- four, three, two, one. You're gonna go four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one, right? Correct. And now we're probably teetering on copyright infringements on our friends at Don't Forget the Popcorn because this is kind of sort of like their movie recast. Okay. But I don't know if Dave and Wes have called that vacuum guy that was on Better Call Saul in our somewhere deep in the hills of Montana because I'm still waiting for the episode number 50 of Don't Forget the Popcorn. So, you know, if they sue us, I guess we'll see them in court because... But it's not a recast. It's, hey, what would you right, do? So, right. anyway, Dave, your number four character you'd like to be. And by the way, again, full disclosure, if Dave's number four is my number one, this is not rehearsed. In any way. In any no. way other than I gave him the question in advance. Dave, you're number four. My number four, Happy Gilmore. And just because I think it'd be cool to run up and hit the ball 400 yards like that. All right. My number four, Nick Marshall from the 2000 movie, What Women Want. Mel Gibson <laughs> fell on the floor and hit his head, and he was able to read the, right. read the, not read the minds, he was able to hear what women were thinking. What, yeah. And, you know. Who doesn't want to, you know, you're talking to a woman. That's I mean, almost like a superpower, Mike. You're, exactly. you're almost, you're getting exactly. a superhero. You're getting two superheroes. But what Nick are you Mar- doing? Nick, Nick Marshall is not a superhero. Oh. So I say, but I mean, wouldn't that be the ability? I mean, especially as a single guy, you and I are happily married, Dave. So really a moot point for us, wink, wink. But I mean, <laughs> as a single guy, when you go out and say, you know, you just spew your game on somebody and they're like, oh, Oh, God, I want this guy. All right, you know you're in and you go for the kill. Or it's like, who is this fucking loser? All right, and then you move on to the next one. So Nick Marshall in What Women Wants, my number four. Who's your number three, Dave? Doctor Strange. That's my superhero. Okay. Okay. So, you know, pretty smart, pretty handsome. Can just disappear at any time or reappear when he wants. Could be advantageous in any situation. Yes, it could. My number three? Yeah. Funny as this sounds, Willy Wonka. <laughs> oh, I can't. I wait. mean, the, the guy has his own kingdom, the entire population, not really at his beck and call. Right. But it's like, you know, they're like, well, what's Willie going to, you know, the ever-loving gobstopper. Right. You know, which wasn't really a Willy Wonka conve- yeah. invention, but, you know, the, the golden ticket, everybody waited on Don't Willy bring Willy. the Oompa Loompas in some perverted way. Well, see, on, now, see, now, we, you, we, you, we know we've been, uh, what pot are we on, 23, 24? Yeah. We're on pot 23, see, so you know me too well. I was like, hey, you know there was a little Oompa Loompa action with Willy Wonka. So, I mean, that that's again, but they were there. And willing participants, employees, and he had the, the rule of the world. True, you, know, you saw true. those. You saw the way they lined up when he walked out, yeah. stuck his cane in the crack, fell over, and then belly, you know, barrel rolled into it. Willie Wonka is the man. He is. 
What's your number right. two, Dave? Number two, Ellen Ripley. She is the most badass alien killer ever. So this is your superhero, though? No, Ellen Ripley. I don't know. Aliens. Oh. The Alien franchise. To not be afraid of one of those things and to go after them to, to try to kill them, that's as badass as it gets. Now, is that... That's no fear. All right. That's not my genre, so... Fair enough, I like you. Know, my number two, Wade Wilson, <laughs> a.k.a. Deadpool. Cool. Hey, regenerative, regenerative, regenerative healing power. I mean, so, I mean, he even, oh, yeah, he even, even episodes he takes a shit kicking, he's coming back. Well, he blew himself to, to multiple pieces. And, exactly. Yeah. Um, he has peak human strength. Superhuman stamina and agility. Disease immunity. Hello, COVID-19. He wouldn't even need a mask in these days. I mean, old, old Wade Wilson just strolls in, strolls out, business as usual. Now, number four, foreign chemical resistance. This could actually be the only negative of the bunch. It's because uh, Wade has a hard time getting drunk. Because oh, yeah, he foreign okay. right, right, right. But he, can't, yeah. he can if he drinks enough. Because if you remember the movie in uh, movie one, Blind Al re- lets him know that he spoke to the tub- Teletubbies while watching TV <laughs> while he was drunk. So, I mean, he has to have an awful lot of alcohol right, right. before he's drunk. Maybe right, finish so, off a keg or something like that. All right, Dave. So Number one? Yep, you're number one. If well, you, you know a, what my number one is. I have to I have to keep going with my I can't say it's not this person. Major Benson Winifred Payne. Fearless American hero, protecting the US of A and a great mentor and motivator to children. What is better than that, Mike? Boom. Alright, well, I got I got one that's better than that. And my number one is John McClain, <laughs> who, for all intents and purposes, is the real-life version of my number two, <laughs> who is actually a make-believe superhero. John McClain in Die Hard is just a bona fide badass. So, I mean, Cannot if you, die. If you don't want to be John McClain, I, I don't know what else to tell you. So... <laughs> But hey, yeah, interesting stop four for all of us. All of us? Both of us? Yeah, yeah both of us. <laughs> Nobody else here. There's <laughs> only two of us here. So. <laughs> well, all of our listeners, I think that's who you were including. Exactly. Because they were thinking of their top four. I'm sure they were. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, anybody that... Uh, major pain, you know, if you can drop into a nest of uh, vigilantes... Down a rope into a warehouse, shove a nine miller, nine miller, nine millimeter into the guy's hoochie, and say, "Hey, I'm gonna clean your colon out faster than a guacamole with some of them." <laughs> I can't remember the line. I can't finish it. I'm not even sure I've seen the movie, Dave. So I, you'll never see the movie, yeah. Mike. So don't I, worry about it. What do we, What do you say we rate this? Let's do it. Um. 
All right, well, you're first, though. I am first. Because you brought them. Um, excellent beer, especially in this category. Uh, okay, 4.1. Ooh. For me, I don't know if I can put it. Hmm. The untapped crowd, as a reminder, has it at a 4.13. Um, in the untapped app, it says it has a crisp aftertaste. It does to some extent. Um, hmm. I'm going to go 3.9. I'm going to go 3.9, Mike. All right. I knew I'd like this better than you. 4.13 out of 5. This is a stellar rating by the untapped crowd. And it certainly is left right combination by the heavyweight champ of the world. Definitely a four point rating. Ah, give, give me, I'm going to go higher than that. Give me one, four, one, five. Four, one, five. Yes, sir. It's official. Any closing thoughts, Dave? On episode 23, our first, our first episode back as a unit. Together, not far away, trying exactly. to figure out all the technological hoops to jump through yeah no it's great sitting out on the back patio the sun is still shining the birds are still chirping and we still have some beer here although that uh you know that we still have some beer here goes against the uh well that's we have pre-pod beer and then we have after pod beer well yeah okay so yeah as far as pod beer goes i'm out of beer and as the late great Stuart scott once said you ain't gotta go home but you got to get the heck up out of here.